Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Thinking on Charge podcast. My name is Jonathan with Salt Boys. And I'm Ryan from Team Lethal. I'm Marco with Team Matter Club. We are coming back for our third episode here. We took a little bit longer of a hiatus between uh, recordings just due to family reasons and whatnot, but uh, we had quite a bit of tournaments happen between the last uh, recording and now. I think we had one, two, three, four, five different events uh, that went and took place. Uh, We had PPT Cali yesterday, uh, PPT Arizona, I guess, last week, or Miami might have been last week. So there were three PPT events, one European event, and then one TAC online event. I think the European event was also online, but uh, I'll go ahead and let Ryan go in with the one from, let's start from the beginning. Let's go with the TAC online event. Actually, uh, where do you want to start with another one? I want to start with the the Italian one, actually. Oh, yeah, we had yeah. the Italian event. Yeah. Go ahead and hit us with the Italian. The Italian one was actually uh, pretty, pretty interesting for the fact that um, you saw a lot of decks that you don't see normally top. Uh, I know first place was uh, SS3 Reborn, uh, you had Harutagarn, and you also had Serge Broly uh, all make an appearance in the top eight. Um, the, I looked at the Harutagarn deck list a lot, and they incorporated uh, a majority of the cards from the uh, new draft box. And with Serge Broly, you had the Arrival Goku and the uh, Piccolo Jr. Eradicator of Peace uh, really come in and make the deck a lot stronger. And... It's surprising to see Serge Broly actually come back, but that uh, Arrival Goku is actually pretty strong with the ability to activate battle, uh, pop a combo card, and then give one of your unisons or battle cards 5k power. Uh, pretty strong. And then you've got just uh, the uh, the Haridogarn list uh, with its chain being uh, insane. Uh, I wish there was video for it, but uh, they did post the, uh, the top 8 deck lists on Shenron's later, which was pretty good actually. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It looks like there was uh, two Sen Shenrons, a Reboot Gohan, a Reboot Goku, like you mentioned, a Black Bibbity Boo deck. Oh, yeah. Like made it into top eight. Um, the Broly Surge, which you mentioned, which is refreshing to see a, a dual color deck come back that's not Invoker. Uh, and then, so I think, surprise of the event was the Harutagarn. Yeah. So that was really cool to see some of the draft box stuff coming in and uh, being relevant. Yeah, it's definitely good to see the uh, the purpose for the draft box, you know, to bring these old decks that uh, were there but just needed more, like, current cards, uh, actually doing what it was supposed to do, like, Harutagarn getting that uh, really big support that it needed. I agree. Yeah. I know Marco's happy about it. <laughs> uh, absolutely. He's sitting in, sitting in silence happiness over there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think one of the things that's... Uh, Maybe kind of expected, but when you think of an arrival deck, especially for red and green, Broly Surge was definitely one of the more popular decks. So it does make sense to see Broly Surge have an appearance somewhere with the new arrival cards that came out of the draft box because they definitely make a good impact. And also what I'm interested to see sometime soon is some form of burn strategy because from the last podcast that we spoke about, there's a lot of burn support. I just think someone hasn't found the right build possibly. Yeah. But during some random play testing I've been seeing around like, you know, untapped bench is my local area. I know that two drop piccolo, the one with the alliance, mm-hmm. actually has a pretty strong ability. So if anybody, you know, ends 
of making that work. I'm very interested to see how that's going to play out. But with the Haruda Garn, yeah, I'm definitely excited about that. The only thing is, I just know a lot of people have been saying, and even myself during playtesting, that since the package for the Haruda Garn is so heavy on green, that it kind of go against using the original Haruda Garn leader because you can't really take advantage of certain cards like Dimension Magic. <laughs> Because I know during my playtesting and even other people whose videos I've been watching and hearing their feedbacks, they've been saying that 9 out of 10 times since the engine is so heavy on green, you kind of just charge one blue energy and that's the end of it. Yeah. There's certain situations where I found myself where I have to force myself to charge another energy just to get the full, like, you know, efficiency or the full value out of, like, Dimension Magic, and I've tried to incorporate Sensor Beans. So with all that inconvenience, it's just pushed me towards the direction of using different green leaders like the Dredgeku leader or the Majin Vegeta leader. He's actually the one I've been utilizing myself and so forth. So I deep down I do kinda hope they kinda give what did they do? They had this oh goat tanks. I kinda get hope they give Herudigarn the same effect as goat tanks where they make a green Herudigarn leader that can go really well with um, this entire green chain. Especially since to use dormant potential because it's one of the best negates or if not the best negates in the game. But uh, I'm kinda glad that the the Bibbity into the Kid Boo. I'm glad, glad he made an appearance back. I know that was a, definitely a, a good deck during his time, so yeah. it's very kind of refreshing to see him making a small return in the Italy tournament. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he was basically the aggro deck minus reboot Gohan mm -hmm. before COVID, so he just kind of disappeared after Vegex came out, so yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, Vegex definitely making its place into the meta continuously as if we do look at these other tournaments i believe pro play tour miami that took place last week i believe there's an unexpected finals between the reboot hit leader against vijex where vijex ended up taking the tournament but i know the reboot hit leader was definitely a surprise for many people so you know uh what do we think about that uh speaking on hit because i am uh i do want to build that deck uh hit in my opinion, is uh, the perfect uh, anti-meta meta deck, just because of the fact that there's a lot of keywords uh, that a lot of decks that are playing that are utilizing. I mean, you've got Maja Vegeta, the whole deck basically has the word double strike on it. Mm -hmm. You've got Broly, or Swap Broly with the word crit almost everywhere. Uh, you've got Gotenks with its plethora of like free free blockers and everything else like that. Yeah, that's uh, very true. Mm -hmm. uh, hit, oh, and You just <laughs> you you're with hit. You're safe because, um, with uh, go tanks they all have revenge. But you free play all your two drops with the hit leader. You've got the freeze the healing pod to refresh your hand. Uh, you've got the uh, the new draft box cards which were fairly needed in the hit deck to uh, get all those two drops out. So yeah. it yeah. definitely does help the deck out a lot, and it is really good because of how anti-meta but meta that that can also be mm -hmm. i forgot the player's name but i know he's on team majin i believe yeah, alex i think alex yeah he was piloting the reboot hit uh deck and I, he definitely performed very well i was told that mm -hmm. it was a good direct not maybe direct but i know it's a good counter to broly swap since we can probably all agree broly swaps is maybe not the best deck but maybe is the best deck in the meta right now because of how consistent how very controlling and aggro it can be 
and but it, is, it definitely is in a good position a very interesting deck to look at if you're thinking about how you want to counter the meta right now because as you said Ryan it, it basically pops anything you know I know Gotenks they with the green package that he was running, he countered the Gotenks aggro nest by popping the six drop when it gets played. They recuperate their hand back because, you know, Gotenks were played to self and they draw so many cards, but you're still eliminating, you know, their their aggressive push yeah. to kind of end the game sooner. And you're also slowing them down from bringing Celzino out to kill you on four lives. Yeah. So he then on the clap back, I know bro, oh, not bro, uh, the hit reboot can, you know, put the same amount of pressure since it free plays some stuff. And I also think I saw Alex was running the Zamasu that can sack the Frieza counterplay and play itself. Oh, I, be yeah. I believe he was running that. I'm not 100% sure. But nonetheless, if you're looking to build a deck, that's definitely a good small tech to add in. Because it's for one energy, you bring out a 20k body that's indestructible, that's ripping a card out of your opponent's hand every turn. So, like, you know, in that matchup with Gotenks and, of course, with Broly, you just keep popping their dudes on their turn and your turn, and you're free playing vanillas from your drop. So, you're utilizing no energy to create a board and clearing their board to where they have to keep discarding. And at the end of the day, when their hand size are low, they can't defend themselves that well efficiently. So, no, it's, it's definitely a deck to look at when. You know, I, I wasn't expecting that. I saw Reboot hit, and I was just like, what is this? And I saw it beat the first Broly, where I felt the first Broly player uh, made some questionable decisions. Even when I saw him go against top four against Justin Reels Broly, and he defeated Justin Reels, I was just like, okay, no, this deck is definitely something to look at. Yeah, because you can, you can punish them pretty hard, especially if they get greedy with uh, the free plays and stuff like that, because mm -hmm. eventually they'll just eat away their hand, or they just stop, and they just have a hard time going back up the chain. Well, all this time is talking about the reboot hit leader as it deserves his shine, but you know, Vijek still took the tournament for that one, and Vijek not only has taken that tournament, but I believe they also taken the EU online tournament that happened recently. Yes, so as we can see, Vijek is still leaving their mark in the meta, and I think one of the reasons for that is just like any other deck, it's just free free real estate. You get in so many free plays for very little energy. And the way I like to put these things is basically you're getting your free plays and you're just using your free energies to support your free plays, mm -hmm. like, you know? So, as I mentioned before, Alonzo Vijex uh, is the only leader that can mill five a turn. I feel like other burst leaders are just watered-down version of what Vijex can do. Yeah. So, I know, as mentioned, Vijex two, two of these events, they're going to be in the meta for a while until they can somehow get outclassed. Do you just think that they'll make a, another Black Power Mass Saiyan that mm -hmm. goes against what Vegex is doing? Because mm -hmm. there's only, what, one or two targets that that Black Power Mass Saiyan can hit, which is the... Uh, the Super Combo and the Blocker. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. right. So it's like you're still getting your Unison, you're still getting your Vegeta, mm -hmm. uh, which is you know, basically a big, big part of what they do. Um, I think that, that kind of silver bullet like they did with uh, Shigesh, right, when they made the Toa, that might be something that they're probably putting up against right now. They've already nuked the super combo that shouldn't have even been in that deck to begin with, but yeah. uh, it's still not <laughs> doing anything, clearly, if they're still topping, but I don't yeah. know. I think uh, with this deck, I'm not a big fan of silver bullets because it's just them correcting poor game design. I think Vegex is at a point right now where it's extremely powerful, but not too broken. But it, it, the, the problem I'm seeing is that five sets from now, 
I still see it making its mark in the meta. That's that's what I'm seeing, and I think maybe that won't become a problem. But you know, I feel like if a deck is like has the burning abyss effect from Yu-Gi-Oh, where the deck just never dies, you know, uh, then maybe it can become a problem later to where if new support comes out that the deck can utilize, then it can become dangerous. I think longevity wise. Uh, the deck does have it, but longevity on the game's impact, it does affect uh, how they have to go forward with making black cards that mill, yeah, exactly. because of the fact that um, they have to keep in mind of Vijek. The thing, they make any more free plays, it's an instant auto-included Vijek. So look at the <laughs> look at the U3s, yeah. and how that whole archetype was banned because of how Vijek just took so much advantage out of it. I was running that, and it's insane how powerful that... Uh, engine is and it would have been even more powerful if they had let it uh, continue on yeah. with the uh, reluctant reinforcements engine and everything else like that mm-hmm. that's that's a perfect example they were banned before even a first official tournament to my understanding because yeah. they understood uh, how dangerous that deck became and i played it a few times and that deck was just ridiculous it, it just was but you're absolutely correct about that uh mark you made ryan in terms of making cards to where they free play themselves because since that is a thing in the game now, more than likely they'll make another card of its kind. So if you make any more cards like that, it's just going to get to a point where basically whenever Vijek's mill, they're going to hit consistently three or four out of five of their targets. At that point, they're going to take out all the cards that don't do anything when they mill themselves and just have a deck that does everything when they mill themselves. Yeah. So you're absolutely correct about that in terms of game design. That's something that Bandai is going to have to watch out for. Yeah. But uh, I don't know about Vijax. I'm talking about Vijax every podcast at this point. <laughs> it's pretty, it's oh, five sets for now. Yeah, so Vijax took first place. <laughs> yeah, so you can see that said, uh, I included that Vijax card in the EA. Yeah, but, but you're right. Going on to, as mentioned by John, we definitely had a couple of other tournaments where I believe Soul Striker Go or Goku actually made its mark. I'm, Soul Striker, yes. Took two, two, two tournaments, it looks like. Yeah. Very excited about that, actually. Uh, I definitely uh, bought a Soul Striker because of uh, uh, the Pro Play Tour Arizona one where he topped with uh, the Power Ranger engine. I believe that was Kevin. Yeah, yeah Kevin. Uh, I played it with uh, Hatchiak, and uh, it was I topped Ford with it during one of the uh, weekend tournaments for uh, uh, PPG. Uh, that engine is nuts, and it's even more nuts than Soul Striker because now you get the full advantage. You can swing with the dual attack. Evolve on top of it, swing with the double strike crit, evolve on top of that, restand, and you have like two more swings, and it is legitimately uh, aggressive, and it fits in the meta because you have to be aggressive in this meta, yeah. and it fits. You can just take out any unison at that point too, because you're getting all these double strike, restand, dual attack, restand. It's like okay, and um, you just restand two energy with soul striker. Yeah. Like oh okay. And their and their evolve cost is cheap too, so they get around trunks. Uh, everything but the five drop has barriers, so they're getting around Frieza, and those are the two uh, most powerful uh, free counterplays at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, and to my understanding, I think what it's sense of being, you can bring the entire chain out by turn two. Yes. Yeah. You can get the entire chain out turn two if you go first, and you can awaken. Actually, you can get it out turn two if you go second. Yes, yeah, second, because you charge. Swing, or you play the one drop, swing, restand, play the four drop, go to turn two, play the two drop, swing with your leader, and then you can play the six drop. You can get out turn two if you go if you go second. Yeah. So 
So Soulstriker actually almost won the last tournament as well, which was yesterday, but Red Broly with uh, some new draft box tech took the, the Swift 2-0. But it's interesting, this Soulstriker ran the Agents of Destruction package, which I had never seen, but I guess you can plug anything into Soulstriker now because <laughs> it's just so so broken. Soulstriker yeah. is the generic leader at this point now. It's kind of, uh, I know I've seen some variants where Reboot Gohan was running the AOD variant, and now I have seen Soulstriker a couple times do it. That engine is just, uh, it's just one of those things where really cheap value to, like, you know, you get one drop 15 drops, uh, you get one drop 15k bodies and so forth that just replace themselves like Turles in the AOD deck. But that's interesting. I didn't know if that was the variant that made it to the finals against Red Broly last night. Yeah, it was a pretty interesting deck. I mean, if you think about it, you're playing out the Bobbity, reduce everything by one, and now it's colorless. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you just restand the energy you spent, which is already at a discount, by swinging with your leader. So uh, I don't know what kind of unison they ran. I don't know if they were running, I'm sure they were running the Trunks counterplay. But uh, it just goes to show you Red Broly's that that much more powerful especially with the new draft box support yeah because he was running the uh piccolo jr which i did have to get now because that card's <laughs> really good but um get your uh, piccolos now before they get bought out yeah topping with piccolo jr is pretty much just a guarantee to get bought out at this point but um the piccolo jr uh unison uh, i was on the kale train for so long because the kale train is really good but you know being able to uh play two of your any cards that you're missing you can play your three drop you can play your one drop you can play the balls you can play the paragases you can play pretty much anything that you need to play that you're missing and it's just just that good of a card that's true and um, i think we're caught up with all the uh, previews i think the expansion comes out it's already come out right this they got delayed. They made their announcement, Bandai did, on their official Dragon Ball page, and they are releasing a week late. Mm -hmm. So, Draftbox came out last week, so they should be coming out next week, to my understanding. Take that, yellow Gotenks players. <laughs> the support you needed really badly. <laughs> uh, I'm actually very excited for that expansion. That expansion is pretty good to but from what I've been reading, it's been giving some of the cards the right support that they've probably been wanting. It's um, it's just like with the draft box, like draft box five, they're giving support in all the right places to the right decks. They're not making it too overly broken to where like any deck that's like like red Broly can take advantage of every single red card in that deck. Yeah, you know it can't take it. It doesn't need the piccolos that burn if your opponent's at six or more life. It doesn't need the Yamcha that's double strike and plays everything. It doesn't need any of that stuff. Yeah. It is a piccolo junior and the king being like the king piccolo and that's about it. Yeah. Everything else in there is good for its archetypes, which are insanely good. Yeah, I know they're coming out with uh, the garlic that can help them bring out the entire chain by turn two. I know it's bring out that Shenron, that's uh, Unison Shenron. That one's looking really interesting. It looks like it's going to help out a lot of the Earthling decks. I'm really excited because I want to see uh, Peel Off. I want to see Peel Off top. Yeah. I think with this Unison and with the support from Draftbox... I think Pilaf is easily going to top now. Uh, that that deck went from being a pretty good rogue deck to where I think it actually has vi good viability in the meta. Mm -hmm. So let's take a step back real quick before we get more into the expansion. Okay. Draftbox came out last week. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And uh, to be honest, I felt it was a little underwhelming, but then again, Draftbox 4 and 5 were overwhelming mm -hmm. uh, to the point where you're getting $100 <coughs> plus cards out of this box. 
Uh, I don't see that happening with Draftbox 6. I think they've corrected what they did, but people were so used to it being such a busted box that I think people overbought, and now they're not getting the value they thought they were. Uh, but with Draftbox 6 being out, what are some of the cards you guys have been testing with? What are some of the cards you were waiting to buy or plugging into your current decks? So one thing I haven't gotten a chance to play test is definitely they're using the Raditz Unison and Soul Striker. That's still something I'm going to be looking into. But right off the bat, I definitely was testing the Harutagarn stuff, which is why I mentioned I felt like it was counterintuitive to use the original blue leader in terms of how heavy the green engine is. So I started moving to a leader to where, since you can establish the chain fairly quickly with kind of like two to three energies, I wanted a leader that can untap energy, and that's what the Majin Vegeta does. The Majin Vegeta doesn't draw too many cards. It adds, you know, a good amount of pressure with the double strike because another thing about the Harutagarn chain is that you don't want to be drawing too many of your pieces. You kind of want to play the pieces out of your deck as every time a part of the chain gets destroyed, you either play the falling chain either from your hand or your deck. And obviously, to keep hand size advantage, you want to play them from your deck. So I was leaning towards the Majin Vegeta for that because, you know, it draws, but it draws too much. Like, kind of like a little bit where Dredgeku kind of mills your pieces and possibly draws your pieces. But Milk Dredgeku does have that champion pack Vegeta where they can kind of return their pieces back to the deck. So there's a solution for that. Yeah. But, yeah, so that's kind of why I ended up with the Majin Vegeta leader, you know, because they untaps two energy fairly early and so forth. But I've been testing with the Harutagarn stuff. It's really fun. Is it meta-defining? I don't think so, at least not yet, you know, because of how heavy the chain is. You can only plug in so many tech cards to help you further support Calvin the meta. Uh, another thing I've been testing has been the higher dragon stuff. That deck has been really fun. I think the SR is so good because I know one of the six drops from the previous set were some go on and higher dragon was released. You have to sack two of your vanillas in order to bring out the six drop that has dual attack. Well, with the new SR from the draft box, during when you pass turn, if you have an energy available and your opponent just swings at you, you can combo with it. It draws off the leader effect. You tap one yellow and you replay those same vanillas. So I know that draft box SR has been really good because. Now you have a way of rebuilding your board on your opponent's turn, and then when it comes back to your turn, you can start utilizing those battle cards, whether you're involving on top of them or doing something like the Kato Pesla. I've been testing the Kato Pesla from the Tournament of Power, the yellow one, to where you only tap one to evolve the dual attack one on top of it. And, you know, that's been bringing good value, especially in terms of, like, clearing out Unisys or 15k since the 4-drop has dual attack. So those are the two main decks I've been testing. There's still a lot of yellow cards for the draft bars, like the Super Namekian Might. I've been trying to find a way to test that out. I know Tyrannical Blow and the other SR where, or it's a common, I believe, where you kind of tap two, where right there. It's called... Oh, uh, Whistling Melody? Yeah, the Whistling Melody. Like card. Yeah, I, I like it because, you know, it, if you have nothing to do with your energy, you tap one and you draw a card. You know, it, yeah. I think it's an interesting is an interesting card to like look at. I just feel like maybe, I don't know, in my testing, I haven't really found great use of it right now. Yeah. But those are the two decks I've been testing out right off the bat. Right. Uh, for me, um, pretty much skill is hit because of the uh, new support I got with not only the, uh, yeah, the Great Saiyan 2, uh, the ability to finally uh, put your two drops from your deck into your drop area. That was the biggest thing that, uh, 
hit was really uh, needing because you can't play the Juro super combos because the first thing that, that comes to my mind when it comes to putting something from your deck to your dropper is the Juro super combos. But now you've got Great Salmon too, so when you mulligan for your 2-drop and you have your 2-drop in your hand, um, you can just go ahead and combo with it. When you awaken with your hit, you play it, uh, swing with it, and then you have your Great Salmon too to uh, put it back in your hand and then play another 2-drop. So now you've got more 2-drops that are available to you. And then you've got the Flying Nimbus, uh, Kidku, the red one, that also, um, you can warp one of your two drops from your battle drop area, I believe. And then you can, um, the other one, yeah. Yeah, you, you warp it from your drop area and then you play it. And then when the, uh, when the card is, uh, yeah, you warp it and then you play that card. You have a 15k that you can swing with or you can combo with it, like he said, with the, uh, higher dragon if you've got that extra energy open. And then you're able to, uh, play one of your two drops as well. And then if you have the two drop out, you can, you can play the, uh, the Great Salmon too. I already forgot it. <laughs> but uh, another deck I've been testing, uh, I've been testing with my Red Broly Swab. I've been testing a lot of the uh, red cards that have come out with it. Uh, mainly the uh, the King Piccolo, the free play one. Uh, that card is ridiculous. Because on turn two, you can pretty much have a game if, you're, uh, if you are able to eat away at your opponent's hand. Just because of the fact of how many swings that you can do if you have the Kale on board. And then you just play it at the end, and you can swing for a double strike. And uh, Corrin, the uh, new sense of me. That, I underestimated how powerful that card is. That card is ridiculously powerful. Just because of the fact that nobody sees... Everybody forgets about it. Like, sense of me is really good at blue, and you can see the sense of becoming a blue, but the sense of being in red is still new, so people don't see it a whole lot. And uh, that's pretty much it uh, for what I've been playtesting. Um, I kind of want to build Pilaf, though, because of the new cards that did come out in Draftbox. Mainly the these two right here, uh, Symbol and Tambourine, or Drum, drum and uh, Tambourine. Both free plays that act the same way as those uh, black cards did in uh, set 10, was it? I believe. Just like the uh, Bardock and the yeah. Goku. They both have an ability to free play themselves. You discard a card and free play themselves. And they've got Critical, they've got Double Strike... And they are amazingly powerful. I actually like them. I think those are the best common cards. In my opinion, I think it's the best common card to come out of the set. Is those two or those two? I know there's like there's like four of them, but they all kind of suck. These two right here, these two are good. There's like one that comes out as like a blocker. One comes out with barrier, but they don't do anything else. This one's a double strike, and you've got crit. Yeah. That's amazing. Burnhan, Burnhan would love these cards. Yeah. Yeah. It's too bad they kind of disc. You have to discard to play them though, and <laughs> burn on. You're already discarding so much. Green bears. Green bears would like that card too. Mm -hmm. You just pitch the green bears and then you got to play. Yeah, actually, that is a good idea. But uh, I am build. I want to build peel off now because I think the 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 set right here really does support peel off a lot. So, I think if you go red, green, burn home with that setup, and then you go with the what's the clown god from universe? Belmont. 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 And then you just <laughs> Belmont in and you overrun. I knew it was like, a B. <laughs> <laughs> this is just a really ridiculous. Uh, also, the Master sure. Roshi, too. I want to shout out to the Master Roshi Nissen. That card's really good, too. Oh, dude, swole as fuck. Yeah. When you play it, you burn them automatically. Yeah. You get a plus five for a plus one, minus four, you get minus 15, you get plus 15 and double strike. That is pretty good. The burn effect alone on him is just really good, too. One uh, interesting build I saw online, I think it was from Isaiah Herring. Uh, I know he's been working with Prison Frieza? Prison Frieza? Yeah, yeah, Prison Frieza. And they've been using that burn piccolo. <laughs> since they can get to eight energies so easily, 
They just burned their opponent for four. Hey, if you're listening, Freezer Prison Leader, you get another win condition yeah. right there. When I heard that, I was like, oh, that's so toxic. That's so <laughs> toxic, but that's so funny. <laughs> I just like, know when that thing gets on the board, I'm doing everything in my power to run that thing over. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck getting through the plethora of negates. Yeah, exactly. So that's definitely an interesting strategy. I think there's just so many strategies. The draft box has been released only for a week, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like I said earlier with the red-green piccolo where it can burn like I feel like burn may not be meta defining but it can definitely be a tier 2 deck somewhere with the right build I so. think I think it's really good for surge Broly like I said but like the guy topped because of the fact that uh, turn you don't Broly doesn't have a really good turn to play besides the arrival but you arrival on your opponent's turn yeah so if you don't want to arrival at that point but you want to you want to go ahead and burn, start burning them for damage you play this and then I don't think this this doesn't proc the Gogeta, does it? Because the, the Gogeta has to have a twenty k on board, right? Which Gogeta? The free play one, the one that when you uh, the set five expansion with the SSB Gogeta that was double strike arrival for one. No, 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 no. The alliance one. If you alliance it, uh, you can burn your opponent. Yeah, it came oh. with the same set. It did it come with the same yeah, set? Yeah, he's right. Yeah, it's like a three drop red, and yeah. you burn when you use the alliance for it. You can use it with that and liquor. I think yeah, yeah. Liquor is the big one, I think. I think so. The core? To bring it out, you have to. It ha- the the card has to be twenty k. Mm-hmm. I can't remember off the top of my head. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Something along those lines. That's we not have the rough f- idea of it. But if you, but if, yeah, let, but if you do bring it out with the Gogeta, the arrival Gogeta you mentioned, you can bring up the other Gogeta, and then on turn two you can play that alliance that, and then you burn them for two damage before you even touch them life. So that's already pretty good right there. And he's got double strike. The uh, Piccolo Junior has double strike. Yeah. So. I think it was a three drop. I think it's a four drop. Is he? Yeah. But that's what I that I think Burn is in a good position. He's right there. Actually. Yeah, if we five has to be a five cost. Oh, five cost. Never mind, I was wrong. What's the Gogeta arrival? Is a four drop, right? Yeah. Yeah, never mind then. No, he's a Alright, nobody listen to me. I've been lying no, to you this whole time. The one that combos off of that card is, is um, a 5-drop. The one that blows up a battle card there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, he's a 5-drop? That's really good then. I'm pretty sure he is. Yeah, so yeah, he's he this one. Yeah. So you play it with him. And then you play the then you play that one. And then on your turn, to you play the Piccolo Jr. And the Piccolo Jr. swings, aligns both those cards. Or aligns that card, you're doing two damage to them before you even touch their life, and Piccolo Jr. already has double strike. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're swinging at them with 31 double strike, draw two cards. Yeah, and if you're running the Yangshan leader, you can actually swing with the Piccolo, burn one with their five, you'll burn one with this expansion, Gogeta, and then the leader can burn another one, and that puts them at two. Yeah. Burn's really gonna be good, bro. Like, <laughs> See, like... That's, that's what I mean, is like, I feel like it has a place in the meta, not maybe tier one or anything like that, but it can definitely make an impact. Uh, this Gohan right here is really good, too. The uh, SS3 Gohan Master Surpassed. Yeah, I, I wish there was a way to cheat him out, but, yeah. You can cheat him out with, uh, Bernhan, you can bring him out with Bernhan. Oh. Because you can bring out, it's a Gohan Adolescence that you can bring out from your drop. He's a Gohan Adolescence. Let me read the leader. I talked about this with uh, with Priest because he was just like, I don't know how to get this out in, because uh, we were talking about it and I was like, you should run this because you can bring him out for free with the uh, leader card. If I'm really wrong, I'm going to look like a... I'm gonna look like an idiot on this podcast. If I'm no, no, I'm actually very curious. If I can cheat him out, I'm gonna look at this leader. There he is. And then on your no, 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 it's with um, not this one. Oh, what, are you talking about the battle card that came out as an SPR? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The um, the 
the Gohan Goten. Um, and the Trunks. I know which one you're talking about. The, the, yeah, the, okay, I believe you now. The the brother Gohan. Uh, no, no, no. It's not that. It's the um, what's dependable brother son Gohan, the one that the the one that you evolve on, and yeah, it brings next out time the thinking on charge right there. No, no, no. The one next to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it has to have a Goten and Trunks. Yeah, you bring out one Goten and one. Oh, never mind. You I told Gio wrong. Yeah. Gio, don't listen to wrong. Don't listen to me. <laughs> I've been wrong this whole time. We're going to postpone this podcast. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> edit this out. Oh, <laughs> 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 God. Let's go, gonna, let's go back to the draft box <laughs> so I can see what other potential strategies we so what else? What else can I get wrong on this podcast? <laughs> so, draft box, I think what a lot of people were looking forward to, Erdogan, obviously, is one. Bardock crew. Yeah. I really like Bardock crew. I know I pulled a lot of Bardock Crew stuff, and there's been a lot of local Bardock Crew fans. I'm waiting for Bardock to, I'm waiting for the big boy to go down. That dude's insane. I feel like if Dacius would remake another Bardock Crew leader, but I, I really don't know, because I feel like this Bardock Crew stuff are amazing. Like, I'm not a Bardock Crew stuff, I'm not a Bardock Crew fan, but when I read these cards, these cards are amazing. Like, this uh, yellow... And blue arrival card that can come out on turn one that says at the end of your turn it is Bardock Legends Origin. It says at the end of your turn switch this card to active mode if your leader is a blue Bardock crew, draw two cards. I mean that's the end of every turn. Yeah. What I think is gonna happen for these leaders, for these uh archetypes, because they're both multicolors. Uh mm-hmm. I think they're this is where we're gonna get our second wave of surge leaders. That can be another from thing from too. these things. I think the Bardock's gonna be our blue yellow. Our Herudagon's gonna be blue green. Uh, we're gonna look at. Uh, I really don't know what red supports at this point. I'm not gonna lie. If that actually happens, I'm gonna buy you donuts. <laughs> <laughs> if you made that hard prediction, because I actually did not think about that. <laughs> I was just thinking in my head since they're so heavy in promoting monocolored leaders, I should assume they'll make you know another green leader for Herudagon or something. So, but if they do end up introducing. Uh, surge leaders again especially like in the next block because I believe this block we're still stuck with Unison Warriors since the next set is called Union Warriors, Union Warriors 3 yeah yeah. so if they if they definitely bring surge leaders back that's definitely something Yeah. and not only that unless it's an expansion if it comes from the actual set the actual set would naturally have additional support for those exactly and I think that'd be a good idea too because of the new keyword rejuvenation and stuff like that. Still trying to find out what that is. I'm, yeah. I'm very excited. If, I, I really want them to introduce that color, like I said, and put rejuvenation on it because I feel like that would be something cool, but I know they're not going to do that. Well, uh, before they do another set of search leaders, give me another wish leader. Yeah. Yeah. Because wish is dead, and we have yeah. all these cool desire cards that I think we, they can't do nothing with. We talked about it before the podcast, but my prediction for the next uh, wish leader is going to be another Super Shannon leader, mm-hmm. but it's going to, on the... On the flip side, it's going to have MVP 17 on it mm-hmm. with the, the Shenron leader. And it's going to be the pose at the end of the whole uh, season mm-hmm. uh, where he's just on the rock, where he's just, like, chilling. And it's like that the, like actual pretty cool, uh, like, wallpaper. That actually right sounds pretty cool in terms of a card design. Mm-hmm. But to be honest, I don't think they're making Wish Leader support anytime soon. I feel like they will down the road. Would they what? They might reboot them. If they reboot them, then you nice. know it'll definitely be a set supporting you know new Dragon Balls, different that you can use in the deck and does the new more pro- desires. Does the new Poronga leader support uh, Wish? 
The new, about Unison? Yeah, the new... No. no. That Unison was very disappointing. I feel it's so good because you can make your turn your turn one counterplay live, but it's just a simple fact that it can never attack, and it's a 15k body. Yeah. I feel like since it could never attack, it should be a 20k body, naturally like how all the other Shenrons are. You know the 3-drop Parunga that... I think it's a 3-drop, but the Parunga, he's a 20k. The 4-drop Shenron, the original... Planeswalker, mm-hmm. you know, walking around, he was a 20k. I feel like this guy should have been a 20k. Yeah. I feel, yeah, because there's and something... There's one cost. Yeah. yeah. I, I understand that, but he the way so- our game is right now, I mean, almost anything can clear this out. And it's only gaining one... So, to my understanding, like, in order to use the advantage, so you add a marker to it, and if you want to use any advantage, like draw a card or do the second ability, you have to lose a marker. So, going to your second, let's say you go first, you put a marker on it, going to your turn two, unless you have some form of defensive deck, you're going to add another marker on it, but it's going to stay at two if you want to start building value off of it, you know? Yeah. And then going to your opponent's turn two, who normally are awakened by then, they can easily run this over. Well, you get to free, add a marker for free once per turn, and then you can choose if you want to draw a card. Nah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, yeah, to... No, that's gonna, what I'm saying. I don't right, need so to draw cards. I'm going to draw one card and then activate it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to sequence yeah. it correctly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to play this, draw one. Aww. <laughs> It'll happen. It's going to happen. Game state accepted. In game state but accepted. That, that's, my only, that's my only concern about it. You know, there's just... It's this just, is draft box, like draft box is made for its own mm-hmm. mechanic, right? You have to have one. You have to have one disappointing SR on the whole. That that that's the <laughs> that's the term. That's the term that that uh, that they signed up for. They have to have one disappointing SR. That's, fair, that's the one know. right there. Well, I'll tell you one thing. A lot. I know a lot of people are disappointed in some of their cards. I think what made it super disappointing. There are no foil comments and uncommons. That's I think, really. I upsetting, think that was actually. a big hit yeah. in terms of people looking for value. Oh. Speaking of foiling, are we going to talk about this new foiling? No, it doesn't exist. <laughs> I feel like I went to, like, the... I, I told it to Evan. It reminds me of, like, whenever you're, like, a kid and you ask your mom for, like, Pokemon cards and stuff like that. Yeah. And they go to the flea market and, like, some, like, really smelly dude comes up to you and be like, Hey, I got some, like, Pokemon cards. And, like, you open them up and you open up, like, that really, like... You can tell it's fake GX, mm-hmm. and like the foiling's so bad on it. There's like a hair that's like streaking through the card oh, because Lord. they foiled over it. <laughs> that's what this reminds me of. Shout out to all the flea markets one time. Yeah, shout out to all the flea markets that sold parents fake. It's just this foiling just looks like a candy wrapper to me. <laughs> like those shiny candy wrappers. That's what this foiling looks. They're like. gonna you ask mom for McDonald's, and she says we have McDonald's at home. <laughs> mom, I want foils for my SRs. We have foils for SRs. <laughs> This, yeah. They're gonna warp so bad. I can already tell. If you're not they warp out the box, yeah. If you if you don't if, if you don't take care of them, they're gonna warp really fast. Even if you do take care of them, they came warped. <laughs> they, they, they come. They, they, you're already disappointed at the beginning. Yeah. Talking in terms of value, though, I feel like this box of value will build over time because some of these unisons are just really good. I the, feel like the money are coming from the unisons, and of course, some of the SRs who will make a you know an effect in the meta down the road. Yeah. I think the biggest ones that will, will hold their value uh, are the uh, X ones. Mm, probably. It's the first time... I, I talked about it a little bit last time on the last podcast with Evan. Uh, it's the first time we've ever seen cards with, like... Um, what is that mirror card? What the hell is that? It's from the uh, expansion. Oh, okay. But it's um, it's the first time we're seeing um, X being in, uh, introduced into mm-hmm. cards. The unisons have them. 
but that's just from markers. These are actually uh, X that actually matters because you're doing something. You're burning somebody. You're drawing cards. Mm -hmm. uh, you're putting things in rest mode because we're really bad at card design. Uh, you're making somebody discard X amount of cards. The only thing that's really weird to me, so if we hover over the cell unison here in the top right, if we hover over that, so we're in a situation where it says if you're, you know, minus three, you're tapping three energies that are green, even however many X, right. X energies you want. It says if your leader card is green, choose up to X cards in your opponent's hand and discard them. So the only detail I'm seeing the difference between this and a rebrand is that you choose what cards you get to rip out. But in a world where you don't want to minus three on your unison and, you know, tap five energies just to discard two cards you can just tap <clears throat> four energies and have them discard four cards through rebrand yeah which you know visually looks much more valuable unless you really want to pick the cards you want to rip out your opponent's hand but it, it's just little things like these that kind of confuse me of what their direction you know what they were thinking in the direction they wanted to go towards so i want to interject real quick there was a kai card that came i think set two or set three it was uh, like a defender Mm -hmm. And it said you could tap this card and replace one energy while you yeah. tap it. Oh, the battery. The West West Supreme Kai. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. It was like a girl Kai. Yeah. So that can pay for X because it's not a color. It's counting as an energy. So if they do more cards like that mm -hmm. where you can play them as... Like they do it in Magic all the time where it's like tap this card, create a green mana. Um, they could do something like that here in Dragon Ball where they replicate that that Kai card is like, okay, it's a one drop or a two drop and tap and you create one mana See, or yeah. one energy. And that'll help pay for your X cost, which will make these unisons much more valuable. Oh, absolutely. So uh, that's the only card that exists like I, that I can think of mm -hmm. in the current Dragon Ball setup, where if they create that again, it's like, hey, here's a four drop, tap it, it creates two mana, something like that. Yeah. Uh, you're not going to get a one for one value. Um, unless it's like a 15k enchant attack chunks into it or something but uh, that's where I can see this heading towards now that they've created X cost no you're absolutely correct I wasn't thinking about that so uh, assuming that's a direction they might go into I would imagine X cost is here to stay yeah. no absolutely especially if they incorporate extra broken effects on those cards like for an for example let's say that kai they made a different version of that kai right for green specifically or any of these colors right and when it gets switched to rest mode using the effect of a card or to pay the cost of a card it gains additional effect like draw a card if you do yes yeah. you know something like that yeah, that can definitely be something that will evolve the game to a more busted strategy yeah so, so it'd be, it'd be a good Good strategy. Like, nowadays, like, cards gotta do a lot of stuff to, to be relevant in the meta. Mm -hmm. Like, tapping for an energy outside of your energy just isn't good enough at this point anymore. Yeah. Like, you're right. Like, you have to draw cards, or you have to, like, you know... Like, look at these cantrips. Back then, what was the MVP during, like, set 1, set 2? Was that one draw Majin Buu drawing a card? Nah, he was he was 2, and he was 10k. Yeah, yeah. you know, like, oh, 9k or 10k? He yeah. was... 5k one cost. Oh, I think he was I a, think so. Yeah, blue, right, he was right. a blue one drop. I don't think yeah. he was that good. We're talking about set one here. Yeah. The cards in set one were not that good. No, <laughs> but that's what we're saying. Back then, that one drop Majin Blue yeah, yeah, yeah. was, was phenomenal. Yeah. Everything. Like your like your standard blue build was like four of those one drops, 
four beads and four Wii's coercions, you know? Like, that was back in the day when, like, super combos weren't even a staple at that point. Well, I mean, they should have been, but, yeah, that's you true. You played at a bad local. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I looked at these pickles, and I was like, why is nobody running these? And then I get my, I keep getting, like, beat, and I'm the only one running super combos. Like, all my super combos are bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord, how we evolved. How we evolved. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, like, that, that one-drop cantrip was the best cantrip we had. Now, if we look at the cantrips we have now... Most of them just have absurd effects. Like those new ones that just came out of the draft box. The new that bullets? Yeah, yeah. The bullets for untapping off counterplays. Can you imagine that back then? On oh, set one? Oh, but, Lord. That that comment would have been like $30. That would have been like a... Yeah. That would have been like more than a secret right at that point. That, that, <laughs> that card would have been like... God. Yeah, that thing like, would have been ridiculous. Especially because like how rampant Weiss's coercion was. Yeah. You know, remember uh, Zenobutton? Zenobutton. <laughs> remember Zenobutton? That was like banned a year ago. Yeah. There was a card that came out and it said your opponent can't add cards to their hand from their deck. It's, um... Uh, without chilling, leader skills. Chilling, uh... Chilling Terror Android 17. It was a three drop. I played it in my, uh... The Cell Chain deck. I think that one said you couldn't draw from Awaken. You can't. Yeah. Whenever your whenever your opponent's leader awakens, they can't uh, draw cards off of their uh, uh, awaken skill. I know what card that you're talking about, John. Is that slug. six drop boo? No, no. It's a. Oh, you're right. You're right. It's a three drop. It's a slug, three drop. It's yellow. No, no. It's a three drop seventeen. Right here. No. When this card is restful, your opponent can't add cards from oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. their hand using non leader skills. skills. But there's a there's a three drop uh, seventeen that does this. There's a tournament pack one you're talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that's for the one for awakening. He's just talking about in general. This has. Oh, you talking about in general? You oh, can't yeah. draw. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you can't super combo. You can't draw two ape any of that mumble jumbo. This one and the uh, six drop boo, right? Yeah. Yeah. That card's so good. What? I was like, once that deck fell out of rotation, I was like, why is not like this? This card's really good still. You think yeah. Invoker really cares about their two cards? No. Right now, these cards aren't making enough. In you know, I'm really interested in the other card because I know a lot of Invoker players. Final Failings? Yeah, I know a lot of Invoker. Uh, yeah, right there. I know a lot of Invoker players are kind of leaning away from running Sensu Bean for whatever reason. At least that's happening in my locals. And Shout out to Evan. <laughs> and I know there's been rumors for whatever reason that Royal Condemnation has actually been being cut down a little bit. I guess because in terms of the meta where it is right now, its usage is not that high. There's so much deflect. Maybe, that's probably why. I, I don't play Invoker, so I don't know the struggles that they're going through. They, but this card would definitely interest me if I was playing Invoker. It's a miniature condemnation, and it gives you 5k as a Sensu Bean. Like, you know, it doesn't untap the energy, but it still gives you, you know, multitude of effects that's like two different cards in one. Yeah. So this card would definitely interest me. I feel like the other card, the SR Piccolo, that's an Invoker card... I feel like that would be more of a side deck for specific matchups that you're concerned about. But other than that, that's about that's about it if I was an Invoker player. Can we talk about these yellow Gokus real quick? I don't know what they do. Oh, they're, they're all yellow. they're all bad. Nothing. They do nothing. They're all bad. But I, they, they create quad color energy for my set two Vegito leader. Uh, Still don't do nothing. I would I'll charge it and that's a pretty much their <laughs> use. The you talk about the um, the activate main one, the four drop one, and the six drop one that you can't get out any cheaper. <laughs> you have to spend six energy that on a triple strike that, uh, what does it do when it's countered? It does something. No, 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 the, the last one. The one at the bottom. That one. What is it? When your opponent activates a counter skill, switch this card to active mode indicated for the turn. So it's once per turn. If I have two negates, you're not doing anything to me. No, no. Here's the best part. What color is really strong right now? Green, right? 
You can charismatic freeze at this thing, and nothing will happen. You tap six. Buddy. I'm tapping six for my Go Son Goku smashing the limits, triple strike if you activate counter. Uh, gets a restand Frieza. Hover to six drops lower slug. That's model yellow real quick. Ah yes, deflect. That's very nice to have. That's an interesting <laughs> keyword. But can't you play Frieza on counter? Oh yeah, Frieza doesn't give a shit about deflect. Yeah. You no, know, it doesn't care. But guess what? Your effect is going off. Imagine. I mean, realistically, in a competitive setting, if you're playing against blue and counter. Trunks is active. You're not gonna play the six drop. No, you're not. It's you're like, not even close. Yeah, they're gonna counter your play up. Yeah, yeah, it's like when I play the blue mirror match. I never play Obuni unless I'm forced to against a player that has their unison set up. Yeah, but yet they they play Obunis on me and I say counter play. But that, that's a different story. But it's just those type of settings. Is the card can be good. It's just depend what type of you know matchup you're in. But the problem is, you play against yellow. It doesn't have deflect, right? We're talking about the six drop Goku. It puts in rest mode. You play against green, it gets popped by charismatic Frieza. You play against blue, it's gonna get bounced back to your hand. Exactly. What can you do with this card if it doesn't Charge have? It. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if it doesn't have deflect and you're a boss card, that's why Gogeta was so strong. It yeah. had deflect and no interaction with it. And, and barrier. And, and barrier. The barrier was unnecessary. Absolutely. That card was legitimately the most uninteractable card ever. That's why I was so the adamant about of that. That's why I was so adamant about these Jiren. <laughs> those those Jirens. I was the, like, the, do you mean the ones that made to counter them before he got banned immediately? Yeah, I, I think I talked about it. I think I've talked about it every single podcast episode, and I probably continue to will because it was the biggest loss of like, was it six dollars? Mm-hmm. About six. <laughs> what? About like six of them. It's uh, don't you remember? It's like counterplay if you're uh. Like it had to do something with you shuffling your hand back into yeah, your yeah. deck. If if an, if you would shuffle cards from your opponent uh, from a skill of your opponent, um, you don't and you just draw one. It's something like that. There it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, play this card, draw one card, card, and cards in your hand can't be returned to your deck by your opponent's skills for the turn. Yeah, yeah. 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 I I was just like when I saw that I was just like perfect. Now I've got a way to counter Gogeta. As soon as I bought him, next day, Gogeta got banned. I was like, great. No, I'm really glad I just Everybody was like that. Don't worry. That, that card was so broken against Gogeta because it replaced itself. Even after Gogeta resolved, you drew two cards while you kept your entire hand. Yeah, because then, what is it? You draw... How many cards you draw off of Gogeta's effect resolving? Two or three? I think three. it was three. You drew three. Yeah, yeah. So, so you, you actually drew three cards. Yeah. You plus three off of that. Yeah, you're... you're, you're yeah. It's... Yeah, that card was really good, and it just kind of just gave Gogeta the middle finger. Yeah. But uh, other than that, though... Um, Speaking of, like, the game and stuff like that, uh, I already forgot what I was going to say. Well, John, I see you brought up the expansion cards. What you would like to talk about? What are you going to talk about over here? Well, let's talk about how we're going to be paying $16 for these, what, 10 cards that are going to be coming out. <laughs> what is in set 15 again? Oh, yeah, the garlic, the Majin. How many people are going to run this Majin booth, though? That's what I really want to know. Well, let's read it. It's, uh, when this card is played, add up to one green Majin booth. It basically gets your 7 drop if you don't have the 7 drop. Yeah. Which I do think sometime. I was watching um, uh, somebody play Majin Vegeta, and uh, they didn't see their field spell for two games. Mm-hmm. And then the next game, when they saw their field spell, they didn't see their 7 drop. <laughs> so I guess you can play this if you... Uh, I think you should I think you should play this over the 3 drop boo. The fat one. I don't know why I said that. Like they're they're all three job moves. Yeah. So you once put, deflect that pops a card, one is barrier that I believe removes a counter. Yeah. That you have this one. So the cool thing about that is, it, it basically you have a card for every situation. If there's a unison you're concerned about that has two counters on it, you can remove it a counter, and your card has barrier, which is good against a green matchup mm-hmm. because they can't pop it. If you're playing against blue, you know you play the deflect one. Blue doesn't really have a lot of 
cards in terms of returning cards back into the deck. So, you know, you can play the deflect one, and then if you're playing a matchup where you just strictly need a 7-drop to go for game, well, here you go. You played a new expansion 3-drop. Yeah. I think the, the a lot of cards from this expansion, except for the mirror, because I, I think this is the first time I've seen this mirror. Mm-hmm. I don't know what this thing does. I know a lot of people are actually enjoying this mirror. I'm not entirely sure why yet, but there's no doubt in my mind that it'll see some form of gameplay. We get a crazy pump uh, for your minus two effect, just mm-hmm. like the mirror creator absorbed. But should be at least like five. You can add uh, cards to your warp and then draw a card. So you're replacing, you're filling your warp. You're just creating more power for your cards that interact with how big your warp is. Oh, this card also is an activate... It's an activate battle. Oh, I did not realize that. So you can just swing and be like, uh, you know what? I'm going to add a double strike. To- can you add a double strike to... Yes. Yeah, you can add a double strike to Unison. Because, uh... Champa says attacking card. I was playing the, uh, blue Doku Kamehameha card that's plus 15. Yeah. Tap one. It specifically says leader or battle card. Yeah. And I was swinging with Unison. Yeah. Don't do that. I've made that mistake... I've made that mistake... I've made that mistake once. Yeah. But um, yeah, the Champa the Champa says attacking battle or attacking attacking card, not attacking battle card. Attacking card. Does the guy say the same thing? Yes. Smart. Okay. Well, that's what the mirror does. I think it's a good card. Absolutely, I agree. <laughs> Talk about the Gogeta. Though. The Gogeta letting you play all the eight drops though—that's actually incredible. And you get to play this basically for free. You draw a card and you put a red Goku and Vegeta BR. I mean, like every other fusion, like Veku and uh, Skinny, or Skinny, Skinny Veku and Fat Veku. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then on turn three, you just tap three and go into a eight drop. I think you're just gonna do this on turn three, like having oh, this. Turn four, you have to have four. Yeah, 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 sorry. Yeah, I think you're gonna do this on turn four because it's free, and if you do it anywhere else, you're just kind of you're kind of get asking to get blown up at that point. I mean, at this point, it's just a blocker. So if you have multiple in your hand, you're like, whatever. I draw a card and I get a blocker on the field. Yeah, I mean, if if you really need a blocker, I mean, against aggro decks, I think this is pretty good for Vegeta because you know, besides Violet Rays. You still gotta worry about the unison for Majin Vegeta and the leader swing because they're both double strike. Well, there's a lot of aggro right now. I think it's a great card. Yeah. So, especially with that one cost that gives you the uh, pull a Goku and a Vegeta for one. Like, all right, and then I play this for free, free blocker. Mm-hmm. It's just plus. Yeah. I know that Vegeta, I don't play Vegeta GT myself, but this card is very interesting to me, and I think this is a very good card. I gave up on this leader because I, uh, I kept playing it online, and I've been Zamasu'd four times, and I gave up because I've never been so disgraced in my life. <laughs> what are you talking about Zamasu's super combo? No, I'm talking about the leader Zamasu. If your opponent has eight or more energy, tap, uh, what is it, a shuffle? Okay, that, that's just unlucky. Yeah. GG. Yeah, that's, like, that's like you being a reboot Gohan player, you run into Jiren. I've never been so disrespected in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Nonetheless, this card says if your leader is a blue Vegeta GT card and you have four more mono blue energy when this card is played draw one card and if you don't have a unison card to play play up to one of the protector of the earth from your deck or hand with three markers on it and shuffle your deck if you look that's through it. Five drop, isn't it that is the that's five the drop. five drop and it's a good it, it helps you pillow for it too and you've got another blocker on board yeah so potentially you're pulling out a five drop unison on turn two if you go potentially yeah. yeah you're you're tapping for Getting your five drop out with three markers on it. Plus a four drop body. That's yeah. A and then you're also getting the effects of the Goku, so that way they, if they swing with anything, with any of their battle cards, 
they have to KO or they have to bottom deck one of their battle cards. Then you restand the blocker after you swing because of its act, its auto once per turn. Yeah, and a really cool interaction with that is says if you if you have a blue unison card with two or more markers on it, you're playing the Protector Earth for three. You can minus one to draw two, then bottom deck one, and it has two markers to keep your counter plays live. And at the end of the turn, this thing restands because it has two markers on it. So Bandai understood the combo they were doing there for you to gain maximum value, and I think they really did a good job on this card. I don't think it's broken, but I think it's really. It's I think it helps really the deck out a lot, though. How much does this put the, the GDGT deck? Onto the list of tier. Puts it on for, Rogue. For, like from what we're seeing, of how Vegeta GT has been performing, not a high at all. Because yeah, it's gonna I, go. To, it's well, gonna go to Rogue at the most. Yeah, like, because we're looking at all these tournament reports. I mean, even Baby are taking a couple spots here and there, but we don't hear anything about Vegeta GT. Yeah. It's just in your local scene. If you are a Vegeta GT player, the deck is not bad. It's just against you know the format that we're in is struggling a lot but with this deck it'll definitely give you the support you're looking for yeah. like one of the support you're probably looking v for it's just Vegeta um, people understand the, the the play style of Vegeta if you deny them their their ramp turn 1 turn 2 they yep. lose yep. it's pretty much an auto loss at that point so basically when you face it find your negates yeah pretty much mm -hmm. Garlic Garlic Jr I want to speak on this one this I wanted to build Garlic Jr., but it was missing something. This is pretty much what it was missing at this point. Garlic Jr. has been revived. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I was playing Garlic Jr., and one of the most frustrating things... I love the deck. It's so fun. One of the most frustrating things is that you had a 3-drop, and then, like, you know, you had a 3-drop... You had a 3-drop that goes into the 5-drop, and then you had a 3-drop that was your unison turn 3 play. So you're like, okay, what am I supposed to do? In theory, what they wanted you to do was in turn 3 play the unison, the baby unison. You then turn 4, hard cast the 3-drop, you then evolve on it for that one energy into the 5-drop. The problem with that is that that is just too late in the game. Yeah. Like, why or like why on turn four am I playing the five drop? Is like either turn three I'm about to awaken, so I tap three to play it. I awaken to tap the one to start establishing it, or I play my unison. Nine and ten times personally for me, I went with my unison. You know, but now with this guy here, as long as your like your energy curves is directly in play. Turn one, you go for Makio which allows you to free play a two drop, you pass turn. On turn two, you activate overload. Oh, well, let me read what the three drop does. So the three drop is unique, indestructible. It has an auto for one yellow energy that says, if your leader card is yellow demon clan card, and it's your turn, when one of your yellow demon clan cards are moved from the battle area by skill, so either your skills or your opponent's skills, play this card from your hand. He then it has a second auto where it's once per turn, switch this card to rest mode. When you activate Overlord skill, choose up to one of your opponent's battle cards in rest mode and KO it. I like that because I feel like yellow right now doesn't have a lot of key removals, so that's pretty cool for Garlic Jr. to have because there's no cost restriction. Your opponent's card just needs to be in rest mode. Yeah. But going on with the combo, so turn two, when you to use the first auto, you basically, if you want to swing with the two drop that you play for free off Makio, you swing. If not, you use Overlord, you free play him for the one energy, and then um, you tap the second energy to evolve into your five drop. You go to your turn three. You then you can play your unison, you awaken, and now your whole entire engine is established. Yeah. It is absolutely beautiful. The thing I like about uh, this, uh, Garlic Jr. in particular, is the fact that on its awaken side, you start, you're able to free play more of your Demon Clan cards. Mm -hmm. So you can play all your searchers, you can play your, uh, uh, the skills negated, skills aren't negated when it's free played, right? 
I believe it. From who? From Valley Jr. Whenever no, no. Nothing's negated off. Make your stars not negated off of the five drop is not negated. From the leader skill, though. From the leader skill? Yeah, when you swing, there's an auto. The, your leader goes in auto. Oh, penalty. so on uh, your awakened side, when, you're, when one of your opponents swing with any card, yeah. you can free play a demon clan from your hand. That's two or lower, I believe. I don't, I don't think it has a cost restriction, but you free play a demon clan. I, I mean, of course it has a cost restriction. You just play the five drop. But, yeah. uh, you play a two or lower demon clan, and that combos with the cheat sheet normally because yeah. the cheat sheet comes into rest mode and then you tap something. So the really cool about that interaction that I was a fan of is that so the reason Flying Nimbus was really watered down was because unisons are a thing now. That's one additional attack. So when your opponent is playing around Flying Nimbus, they swing. You activate Flying Nimbus. Since they swung, your leader's auto to play the to play the demon clan in rest mode is impending. You pitch a card, now they can swing with one more battle card, they can swing with leader, and they can swing with unison. Well, when the Chi-Chi comes into play, you rest a unison. Now, unless they play another unison, they only have a battle card swing and a leader swing, just like how it was back then when Flying Nimbus first came out. Yeah. And, of course, you have your blocker with your unison, so you only have to be concerned about one more swing. And then, uh, they also have a really good negate, too. Yeah, they do, they do. I have yeah. to um, start incorporating that into my That negate too. is, uh, what is it? It's a one drop, but if you have four or more, they can only attack once. Yeah, so yeah. it's like actually a buffed dormant potential. It's just not as easy to cast because yeah. uh, it negates the first swing, and they only have one more swing after that. And then they also, uh, but you have to have four demon clan cards on the field. It right should energy, energy field. field. Yeah, that card's really good. Yeah, negate the attack, and you can't activate copies of this card for the turn. If you have four more yellow demon clan cards in play, your opponent can only attack once more for this turn. And that's like, they can only attack with one more thing. It's not, you can attack with your battle card, your unison card, and your leader card. You only get one more swing. And your unison can normally eat that swing for you. So you're, you basically just nullify your strategy. Yeah. That's why the the deck had promise. It's just like you said, it just wasn't efficient with its, uh, with its engine. But now with this new one coming out, the engine for it's way more efficient. Yeah. It does kill Maja Vegeta though. You get that three <laughs> Their whole deck is nullified. <laughs> so that was expansion set 15, uh, which I guess the name of that is Battle Enhanced. Yeah. Uh, expansion set 14 is called Battle Advanced. Very original naming by Bandai there. They're really uh, good with these name schemes. Giant Box. Absolute Giant Force. Giant Force. The one thing in the Battle the, Advanced I'm really looking forward to, and I know you guys probably are too, is this uh, red... Ultimate Shenron, Dimensional yeah. Wish Master. This is the one from GT, right? Uh, I think yeah, I, I think I've asked this put with baby. Yeah, this, this is the one I asked like like seventeen times, I think. But like, I just don't remember the red Shenron from GT having horns. It did. It did. Yeah. Okay. The green one has horns too. Yeah, I know the green one has horns, but I I don't remember the the red Shenron with horns. It's the opposite. It's just red, green. Is green the opposite green. of red? Yes. Is is it because of Christmas? That's just how the color wheel works. Wow. But anyway, we're not here to talk about that kind of stuff. <laughs> we're not here to talk about colors. Let me next read. episode. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Let me read this card. Uh, permanent, this card can't attack. Nothing new with Shenrons. Let's pause for a second. This card cannot attack, it's a Shenron. What is the attack on this card? <laughs> it's 20k. Continue. It's a 2-drop, by the way. <laughs> What's the attack? <laughs> 
20. Continue. <laughs> All right, plus one, activate main, draw one card, choose one card in your hand, place it at the bottom of your deck, then choose up to one red earthling only battle card with an energy cost of two in your hand and play it. That's actually unique, too, about this. I didn't make a joke, sorry. But that's unique because of the, uh, the fact you have... Um, uh, stuff like Gohan or Goten or Trunks. any of those cards, yeah, Trunks, where they're Earthlings and Saiyans. This is the first time we're actually seeing where a card specifies a special character or a special trait, but only that special trait. Yeah. So even if we went to like Garlic Junior, a lot of the Garlic Junior Demon Clans are Earthlings because mm -hmm. they were possessed. So you can't okay. play any of those. Well, it's not red anyway, but just as a characteristic. So I like this quite a bit because it's a plus one, and you. You're basically replacing a card, and you're playing a two-drop for free. Yeah. Um, obviously, you play this turn two, and you're you know, evening out. You get a unison plus, you get a battle card. But from there on out, you're plusing. Uh, the minus three, activate main, tap three, red. If your leader card is red earthling only, again, going to earthling only. So you can't play this in Gohan or Trunks or anything. Uh, and all your energy is mono red. Choose up to one red unison card with a specified cost of four in your hand and play it with two markers on it. Only ones that I can think of are Vegito. It's the only one. So with the Vegito, let's do a quick. Is it really the only four cost uh, red unison? Yeah, I believe so. Why is it? What? <laughs> I mean, what does that tell you though? They're going to make more of them. They're probably going to make. I mean, yeah. They're gonna make ones that support Earthlings because Earthlings are Earthlings are really benefiting from these sets. Alright, so there's your four drop unison. And if I just remove this set and leave it as unison. <laughs> oh. All series. Uh, we can see that there's two drops, one drops, three drops. Is it an exact four drop or can it be four drop. four drop or less? Four drop. Ah, okay. So you're going straight into this Vegito for now. Draw yeah. one card, then choose up to one. Oh yeah, well I guess, because you can also play out your mono-red cards. This doesn't specify Earthling only. Yeah. Um, and it has more abilities. So you're, you're getting a four drop for three energy, mm -hmm. which is not bad. So you can get this out turn three, essentially, assuming your Shenron survives turn two. I mean, it's got 20k. That's why, uh, what's it called? What is that, Ryan? Oh my god. <laughs> That's why the uh, the SS3 Gogeta, that blue card, was actually really good. Because it had 20k. <laughs> so this is probably my favorite card from all the cards. Yeah. Uh, I'm particular to red. But I think so. I think everybody actually really likes this card. Even me. Um, yeah, even e I do. Yeah, even a lot of people who don't like red. This is actually a really powerful card. It does a lot for uh, red earthlings. And Pilaf is a really good red earthling leader, in my opinion. It looks badass, too. Oh, absolutely. Do, do these cards come in foiling? I hope sure they, they do. do. <laughs> it's, it's expansion set. That's all you're getting, unless you're getting a booster pack. Oh, because what? wasn't the Broly Surge and Kefla Surge cards an expansion as well? Oh, they came in. Oh, please don't. Please don't. <laughs> yeah, they were all non-foil. I'm praying right here. Please don't. I mean, you telling me. I'm about to have a Garlic Junior deck with no foil. <laughs> I already have my swap Broly with the, the TPs that don't have foil. I would like to just point out right off the bat, if you don't have your Yamcha the Lawless... I highly recommend getting done. This isn't a buyout podcast, by the way. <laughs> I have two Yamcha the Lawless for sale, by, by the way. Alright, I'll pick them up off you right now. I'll pick them up here right now. You know, right now, that's going to be the prime target for that Shenron and also for that Vegito Unison if it does get played out through the Oh, Shenron. I'm so glad I have my uh, SPR. Uh, okay, Vegito. it is all hollow. Okay. Oh, oh. They got, oh, they have the new dice coming out. I forgot about that. 
they have one die, they get three booster packs. So I believe with the advanced, you're getting set 10. Mm -hmm. And with the enhanced, you're getting set 11. Okay. Well, I didn't know it came with two booster packs. It actually kind of makes up a little bit for the price. Yeah. Also, I, I was going to say, this hard nag. I'm just going to pick up everybody's extras. Basically, yeah. yeah. But with that, it's like you have a chance to pull a secret rare. I'm sure they're going to not be very many, but... Yeah, absolutely. You heard that here first, guys. You're guaranteed your secret rare. <laughs> you buy enough of these. <laughs> you buy enough of these, you will surely get disappointed with your pulls. <laughs> <laughs> and just to go into... Yeah, so they say B11, base set 11, and the other one said B10. So I want I, the dice, to be honest. I think the dice are they're going to be exactly the same. Did you see the dice? Yes, there was a video on YouTube from... Yeah. What's his name? Who was it that He's the there? German guy. I have no idea. Oh, yeah. Sensu Pop. Sensu Pop. Mm. That dude does really good articles. I actually like his articles. He takes amazing pictures. Yeah, he really does. His art, I like his articles a lot. That's actually what helped me get in the game, was reading those articles. Let's talk about Tiggle. I mean, sorry, Toa. <laughs> oh, you mean Mommy? Yes. <laughs> this show is really good. Yes. I just, so, <laughs> didn't even hesitate. So this Toa says, it has an auto. When this card's played, add up to one Dark Dragon Ball card from your deck or drop it to your hand. Then shuffle your deck if you look through it. It then has an activate main of once per turn tapping two colorless energy. If your leader is black, you have three or more energies. You may choose one non-black uh, dark dragon ball card in your hand and place in your drop area. Play up to one dark Broly card or non-black battle card with Zeno in its character name and an energy cost of four or less from your deck or hand and shuffle your Jesus, deck. I got so excited. I'm winded. Like, I heard four. Yeah. I was like, so, Sal, Zeno? So, stop. For two? <laughs> I hate that. So, I saw this card. The first time I saw this card, right, um, I was just like, oh, this is really good uh, Dark Broly support. And then it's energy cost of four, and I was like, well, there's no Dark Broly's that are energy cost four or less. So that means Dark Broly's getting more support Confirmed. Frieza. Oh, yeah, or Frieza. So, Jonathan, looking at this card, if we're reading it, so just to save the confusion, so it says play up to one Dark Burly card. He then, if we continue on from, let me see, all right, from your deck or hand and shuffle it. This one is a little different from the card we were talking about earlier because if you read the Xeno portion of it, Play up to one non-black battle card with Zeno and his character name, and is linking itself an energy cost of four or less from your deck. Oh, okay. So, so that one specifies specifies Zeno with four costs. Yeah, so Dark and, Broly has yeah, none. Exactly, because Dark Broly has none, and this is strictly to play the six drop Dark Broly's. So, like from the discussion we had earlier about the words, I was just this has the and, which is connecting the two requirements to the Zeno. So we're confirmed never getting a Dark Broly secret is what we're getting from this. Not confirmed. <laughs> Not confirmed. We are confirming words. Are hard. <laughs> I can't yeah. wait to play my two drop secret Dark Broly card that will ever come out. This now is... that will be a vanilla. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You guys finally have your vanilla secret. They can get it out for two. This is nice. I like this card because it takes away the what's his name. The two drop that counterplays or says you can't play a certain card. I think oh, Jason Oh, Mecha Kabora. Yeah, Mecha Kabora. Oh, because that was the card that would take the Dark Dragon Ball. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so now you're doing it for for one turn earlier if you need to. Yeah. And then the next turn you can pull out a, yeah. a, a big boy. What yeah. was I going to say about this, though? Um, somebody, I, I can't remember who made a video about it, but I was, I'd never read this card. Somebody made a video and it was pure bait where they had a picture of this card and they were like, 
uh, Mechie Burra leader confirmed. Mm-hmm. And I clicked on it, and they just showed this leader, read what it did, and then went to a match. And I was just like, I really don't like you at this point. <laughs> and you have severely made me angry. Yeah. I think this is good. I think it's good support for Garth Broly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be interesting what they tie into now that they're saying you could use a non-black Xeno battle card. Turtles. Where's my Turtles, where's my Xeno? I don't yeah. know if Dark Broly requires all black battle cards or not. Aren't the mirror... Isn't the mirror chain uh, Xeno mirror? Or I, I think wrong? so. Because I, I assumed that would go with the mirror chain as well. Mirror is black, though. All of it's black. Yeah. It says non-black Xeno. Oh, yeah, it oh, does really? say... Yeah, it says black. non-black Xeno. So you're t- talking oh, about... Oh, that's why you mentioned the Frieza and everything. Frieza. Oh. I'm telling so, you, we're going to get the four... The you, cell drop you. is... The cell is nine, though. I know, but they're probably going to make... Those are the three characters I can think of that have his, you know... You've done the Kid Boo and everything. Oh, yeah, okay. Boo. I, yeah, Boo. Boo. You're right, you're correct. I but I want to see um, Tarlis. And they're going to make Lord Slug and Tarlis because in the uh, they both get infected by the Dark Energy Balls. Yeah, I'm excited to see that. I, I can't wait for the spoilers of the next set. Like, we've been spoiled with so many things lately. Like, I just want the spoilers just to keep coming. I know. It's going to be a long rest of the year. Hey, yeah. just just make a... Just your whole idea is just make the spoilers and there's never release the cards. Yeah, really, I'll be okay Really keep you on your toes. All right. So, the next card we're going to be talking about is the Trunks Power to Save the Future. This goes with that Trunks Future deck. And Which is really picking up traction, by the way. Mm-hmm. Well, I think because of this card. But there's been a big controversy. Apparently, there's a ruling that was updated in the FAQ. That yeah, we both saw it. Yeah. yeah. If the uh, card is face up in your life, which is what this... Let's read the card first. All right. Yeah. It's got blocker, auto. If your leader is a blue trunks future card, when this card is played, you may choose two blue battle cards in your hand. Place them in your life face up. If you do, add two cards from your life to your hand. The thing that this card is saying is that... Um, if you uh, have the cards face up and you take those cards from your life because they were already technically revealed, their effects don't go off. Yeah. Which is uh, a really interesting... Which contradicts what this card was trying to do. Yeah, it's, I think it's completely bull. Yeah. I, I think... I mean, I don't know. I don't think it should have worked like that, but that's what like that's one of the things I think I was talking about before the podcast we um, started. It's just one of those things where Bandai try and intend one thing but then, you know, you get technical with the reading, then it presents a different ruling. And I think where that's where Bandai kind of messes up in terms of what's the word I'm looking for? Translating. Yeah. Like, you know? Translations are pretty much the death of this game at this point. <laughs> I can agree with <laughs> that. Yeah, there's a lot of confusion because of that. That's why I like playing in my uh, no band, no errata list because yeah. translations are super fun whenever they mess them up. So, Trunks is bad, confirmed. This well, this trunks is bad, but the deck is pretty good. Yeah, the, the deck is good, but whatever this was trying to accomplish is not going to yeah. go off. Yeah, and, until they fix it. This trunks is phenomenal. Like when when the trunks players started reading this, they're like, "Oh, this is this is next level." Kind of like Garlic Junior. When Garlic Junior players read that expansion card, they said, "This is next level that we needed." This trunks was the next level that trunks future players needed. The problem is the interaction that would have made this card phenomenal is. Uh, is contradicting what the rule book is saying. Yeah. So they could make uh, an update to the rule book. Absolutely. Potentially. They but need to. Turn one. Let's just play this out. 
they go first, they play Trunks, they add two cards from their hand, they take the same two cards, mm -hmm. activate their abilities, and they're, let's say they ramp. Mm -hmm. So they get to three energy turn one with no interaction oh, to, the, to the turn player. Well, I have no idea how the deck runs, so... If, if, if they do do that, because... Um, There's a Goku and a Vegeta. Yeah. Uh, when you take damage, you reveal it if it's a Goku, if it's that card. Yeah. Put it in your energy until the end of your opponent's turn. But this turn. isn't damage, technically, is no, it? No, it's... Um, if the card would be uh, added, added to your hand... Uh, if if life would be added to your hand or uh, it's put in the drop area, so it also These gets are a starter deck cards. I think it also gets around crit. It is not a starter deck card. I think it came out in set ten. Let's we'll check set ten first. Yeah, I don't think it is. They're right, yeah, they're, they're right there. there. Yeah, they came out in set ten. I dropped my my. You would reveal this card from your life to add it to your hand. Does not say take damage. Add it to your hand, which is what Trunk says. Oh, but it's during your opponent's turn, though. Leave oh. all your energy. Oh, well, so, well, what happened is they will play that Trunks for one energy, <laughs> leave it face up. <laughs> yeah. And then take them for damage. Yeah, then when they take the damage, that's when it can reveal. But the problem with the rule book is, is that the cards are already facing up, which means they're already revealed, so they're not being revealed in theory. Yeah. So, that's the controversy. But we'll have to see uh, once these expansions release. Maybe they'll make a change in the rule books to saying where this is allowed. But basically, the intention of that one drop trunks is not being fulfilled because it's counteracting, it's, it's counter arguing what the rule book says. Yeah. So I'll there's three cards right now from the set, and I'm sure there's more in the tournament pass. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, that's the only Because um, like you also have the Supreme Kai of Time Unison that kind of does a similar thing where you take a life and you put a life from your hand back into your energy. Yeah. So you can kind of like, you know. Stack your energy. Yeah. Or stack your life. That would help, actually, because you know what they are now. You yeah. just hide them. Yeah. Technically, that now it becomes a secret area again. Maybe that is the interaction that it should be played out. Maybe that that's how it is. We're just not aware of it yet. Yeah, I don't understand why they would make this... Yeah, Bandai's weird. I don't like Bandai sometimes. Let's go on to the next card. All right, Ginyu. Ginyu Force. This is a good one. It makes me upset that we that uh, Ginyu changes color every set, basically. <laughs> They've been green the last two. They've been green the last one. Well, this is, I'm counting as a set, so. Uh, permanent. This card gains Raccoon, Jace, Burger, and Goldo in all areas. Everybody but Ginyu. So if that reminds anybody of anything, that's the set one yellow card that did the same thing. Correct. Uh, auto. Once per turn, if your earlier card is a green Ginyu Forest card, and you have two or more energy... When this card's attack deals damage to an opponent or removes a marker from an opponent's unison card, play up to one green Ginyu Force card with an energy cost of two or um, just two. Cost of two from your deck other than copies of this card, <laughs> then shuffle your deck. <laughs> so, uh, you can't play this card again, which is fine. This is, I wouldn't want to play more than one. Oh, maybe I do. No, you absolutely do. The yeah, thing you, about this, this card oh is gosh. that it has well, this every, card's attack. Yeah, is this hard? This card has all the traits you need to fill any missing pieces. It helps your leader awaken so much quicker, and it does not have a unique. That is the amazing part. So essentially, I saw one of my teammates, uh, Chris Clay. He was play testing with this deck. He was having a lot of fun with it. He likes to play. Well, actually, I'm not gonna reveal the sauce, but but basically, <laughs> basically, he gets mad at me every time I reveal the sauce. We better we better drop the sauce real quick. Come down there, Emerald. 
But one of the one of the cool things is, I believe, if you somehow get Raccoon to play off your leader, you know, you play this card off of your hand by Raccoon because when Raccoon comes into play, you play again, you force two or less that is green. He comes into play, you swing, you do your damage. This is what Chris would like to say is like a miniature version of hand destruction because if you don't want me to gain value off of it, you're gonna have to get rid of a 10k combo to out combo with your 10k leader. So like you know, so they're shrinking in hand, and then you go on from there, right? So it's you gain value off of it, regardless you play something or not. But let's say the attack does go through. Let's say you swing at a unison. You play Goldo. You can like you know stack the top card of your deck or do something. And then on your following turn, since your deck is stacked, you know what to expect. You can start you know circling your chain, and most likely you'll awaken on your following turn. Yeah. There's other ways to like you know kind of expedite. I think I was told there's a possible way to turn to Awaken. I'm not aware of it, but... For the, Ginyu? Yeah, for Ginyu. But I, I just know that with with that expansion card, it, it's just really good. It, it has it has multitude, a multitude of uses, and it, it just expedites the deck what it wants to do. Reading all these Ginyu cards... Mm -hmm. uh, oh, yeah, we all get to read all the Ginyu cards, every single one of them on the podcast right here. No. We're building a whole Ginyu deck now. That's what this podcast is. I just wanted to see... Um, I noticed they were all also Frieza army. Yeah, yeah, uh, which is cool. And you know what else is cool? They're all, all different colors from the other ones. That's if you're wondering how I'm salty. I really like my Ginyu leaders. Rainbow Ginyu. I know uh, turn one. I know Eggman. I saw him playtesting on his stream. He was running the what is it called? Call like Frieza call. Yeah. The one drop yellow that came out as an event pack. Uh, you can tap one to play the two drop raccoon play the raccoon off into this uh showstoppers the new expansion card and as i said continue on to what you want to do you just play this from uh freezes call you can but the thing it is it comes, comes in rest mode. mode yeah it comes in rest mode you want this thing to swing to gain value off of it smart play yeah so i like it, this card yeah no that card is amazing if you're a Ginyu force player or you've been running it for a while you're absolutely expecting you know to use this card the moment it releases oh yeah no thousand percent yeah. All right, last card of the set here, and I think we're going to wrap up the podcast. Uh, Sun, Goten, and Trunks, Super Saiyan Tag Team. Auto. If your leader card is a yellow Gotenks Adolescence, uh, when this card is discarded by a... Is that Union, Union Fusion, Fusion skill? Yep. Choose up to one of your opponent's battle cards, ignoring barrier. Switch it to rest mode. You can't activate the auto skill on copies of this card for the turn. Mm -hmm. it's, I, I've always said this on the stream... You can catch me saying it anywhere. Uh, green Gotenks is everything yellow Gotenks wanted to be. Mm -hmm. But this card right here helps the deck out because there was nothing to put something in rest mode if it had barrier. So you were constantly being screwed over by AOD, uh, Invoker, and stuff like that. Because there's nothing to put nothing in rest mode. Yeah. So now that you have this card out, you're able to put stuff in rest mode. You're able to Vegeta Final Flash it, and then you're able to just bring this guy out. Yeah. There's nothing much to say about it. It basically confirms that your 7-drop that you're going into, it just confirms a target for them. So, you know, if you're going against a deck that has cards that has barrier or a card that's not in rest mode and you're having trouble getting rid of it, basically this puts it in rest mode when your 7-drop comes out. I believe the 7... I know the 7-drop ignores barrier, but I don't know if it negates the skills. It does. Uh, no. Yeah, it does. It yeah, does, so, yeah. Let, it, let's double check real quick. It does uh, both of them, I believe. Why is it weird like this? 
no, it's down. No, 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 you pass it. No, oh, 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 oh. That is a seven drop. It is seven drops right there. Right there in the no, middle. No. Why is that in the middle? Yeah, when this card is played, choose one of the opponent's battle card and rest mode, ignoring barrier, negated skills for the turn, then KO. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, one right. of the interactions with this that's really cool is that let's say you're playing against Shin Shenron, that new expansion card can put it in rest mode. This will come in, and all your it'll lose a dual attack and double strike because of pending auto, but. You'll prevent your opponent from drawing two cards after Shenron gets yeah. KO'd because his effects are negated. So that's a really, really powerful interaction now. Like, you know, because let me see, yeah, in rest mode. So that's basically, there's not much to say about it. It's a really good card because, well, like, it goes with your 7 drop, who should have had Deflect, by the way, in my opinion. But it goes with your seven drop. That's just that's three cost. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Like all the go tanks are, are three cost, and they have deflect. Yeah, all the green one. Yeah, yeah the green all one. the green they're, ones. They're all six drops. Yellow was wanting to be green so bad. I'm sorry. I yeah. <laughs> yeah really this is why I say that like the green go tanks is like everything the other go tanks would be deflect double strike. Uh, yeah. Their boss monster reset uh, refills their hand. The only ones that refill your hand back with the materials are the four drops. Yeah, but. I think I really like that expansion. If you're a Gotenks player, you know, and you're trying to find a way to make that 7-drop really useful, because it's already good, it's just, this just confirms. If you want a specific target that you can't get rid of, this can get rid of that target, and yeah. I really like that. And I want a good example is that Shin Shenron. You know, Shin Shenron is so problematic with that revenge blocker, and it replaces itself. Well, it doesn't play the one-drop since the skills are negated before it gets popped, and it's just really good. So it's just situations like that. Against AOD, that one-drop, um, that one-drop mobility, even though you can use it final flash on it you can actually permanently remove it off the board with this combo so it's, it's just stuff like that this card is really good because it confirms the effect of your three drop and you can get rid of targeted problem cards yeah yeah well, I like that's it. about it yeah i like it a lot uh you can pitch two of these and rest mode two cards well i think you can't activate so no oh, oh yeah. you're right yeah one yeah. only one of the autos will go into pending just yeah. kidding just kidding. Don't worry. Dr dr we have dreams. Cheat game strong. Yeah. So some be a game cheat game is strong. <laughs> if you ain't cheating, hey, if I try. see If I see you pitch two of these, I'm going to go ahead and give you the... Well, I think you can yeah. use two. You, can, you just you can pitch can't two, use you the can. effect twice. If you try to tell me double auto, I'm going to tell you double L. Yeah. Only if there's no judge around, can you get this effect off? Absolutely. It's, it, that's what it says at the bottom right there. <laughs> if there's no judge around, you can't act <laughs> <laughs> Alright, guys. Um... That's going to be it for the podcast today. Quick shout out to our sponsors, Lotus Gaming, uh, new shop in Clear Lake. They are expanding very quickly, and we are excited. They're getting product in. They're for the community. Great shop. Go check them out. Any shout outs for you guys? Uh, yeah, I want to do a big shout out to uh, Team Lethal and our sponsor, uh, Galaxy Gaming out in Briar Forest. Uh, come check us out every other Wednesday. We do our uh, local live streams for Sage. And uh, we love all the community support out there. So uh, definitely come uh, check us out whenever we do our live streams. My shout-out is very short. Shout-out to my team, Meta Club. Cool bunch of little wannabe gangsters. We're not, <laughs> we're not sponsored yet, but... <laughs> hey, don't forget, this is also the pod, uh, end of the podcast, so we also do a uh, shout-out to uh, Vegito. Where's our reboot? Yeah, reboot uh, yeah. Step 2 Vegito. Reboot Step 2 And shout out to the boys, Salt Boys, H-Town Takeover, we're one team in our hearts, Swag Champs. Swag Champs. We out. We out.